Hello again, everyone. This is Carolyn Smith-Mormon, and I'm coming to you from the podcast called Therapeutic Counseling. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in the Dallas, Texas area and in the Carrollton, Texas area. Welcome again. I apologize. I let a couple of weeks go by without getting a podcast out. (laughs) And thankfully, I've heard from a couple of people that said, okay, when's the next one coming out? So here I am again. Sorry for the delay. Today's podcast is called Keeping on the Sunny Side of Life with Your Partner. Um, And I suppose this could be about keeping on the sunny side of life with anybody. These, These ideas that I'm going to propose to you today could be used with anyone. But in particular, I'm speaking to those of you who are in a relationship, want to be in a relationship and, you know, ways to make your relationship uh, grow stronger. So today's podcast is all about maintaining a positive perspective of your partner and your relationship. We're going to look at three ways you can work on seeing things in a more positive light. I've borrowed most of my concepts for today's message from doctors John and Julie Gottman, and um, I borrowed it from their book, The Seven Principles to Make Marriage Work. You know, I've read this book a couple of times, and I don't want you to be fooled off by the word marriage. It doesn't just have to do with folks who are married. It could be any uh, two people who are trying to make a relationship work. So. Concept number one. Oh boy, this is a big one. And this is a big one even in just, you know, just with our friends. Let your partner influence you. Dr. Gottman's research has shown that if you want your partnership to flourish, it's important to let your partner influence you. When you have um, problems that don't seem resolvable, and everyone does. You can either hold that against your partner or accept what you cannot change. When you accept your partner, you also accept their influence when discussing problems. I want to do a little mini quiz to see how well, how open you are to accepting your partner's influence. Okay, I want to challenge you by trying to think of how you might answer these questions about conflict. Uh, First question, I'm interested in my partner's opinions on issues in our relationship and decide whether that would be true or false. Now, in particular, think about this question when it comes to when you're having a bit of conflict. Second question, I don't try to convince my partner to see things my way all the time. Is that true or false? Third question, I don't reject my partner's opinion every time we argue. Is that true or false? These are tough questions, aren't they? Especially when you think about when you're right in the middle of uh, uh, being heated up. Fourth question. I believe my partner 
has important things to say, and I value what they're trying to say. Is that true or false? I believe we are partners with equal say in our relationship and even in the midst of conflict. So if you were able to say true to all of those questions, then great, you're likely to accept your partner's influence. If you found yourself wavering and wanting to answer false, that's okay. That's your area where you might want to work. I want to remind you that if you want change in your relationship, it begins with you. Um, what's that Mahatma Gandhi uh, quote about be the change you want to see in the world? Well, I like to I like to move that around and shift that around and say, you go be the change you want to see in your partnership. You know, it's really easy for us to say things like, if he would only do fill in the blank, if she would only start whatever, well, if she didn't say fill in the blank, or if he didn't do, but you see people, you can't control anybody else. Oh boy, am I learning that the hard way. We can only control ourselves. So changing your relationship begins with you. And this next idea is very enlightening. Fundamental differences in your relationship does not have to keep you stuck. If you can look at these fundamental differences as the fact that your partner is a different human being than you are, and of course you're going to have differences, just like you do with everybody that you care about. Also consider this, honoring your partner's dreams should be your priority. I want to add honoring your partner's needs and desires should be your priority. And hopefully they feel the same way about you. So remember I started this off by saying that we were going to talk about three ways that you could keep on the sunny side of life with your partner and have a perspective that was positive. So here's number two. Increase your fondness and admiration for your partner. You know, it's really hard to be in conflict with your partner if you feel fondness and admiration for them. Another way to maintain our positive, po positive perspective of our partner is to increase our fondness and admiration for them. An easy way to do this is to let your partner know of at least one thing each day that you appreciate about them, about something they did. What are they adding to your life? Um, here's a small thing I like to do with my husband. Um, two days out of the week, I come in late from my therapy uh, job. I, I have two long days. And when I come in, I don't know why this is so important, but when I see the lights on outside, the front porch light is on and the little interior light of the house is on, it seems like it's saying, welcome home to me. I know that's silly. I know that's a small thing. But now that he knows that's important to me, he does it about 95% of the time. I'm so delighted when I see the lights on. It's like he thought about me and he knows what's important to me. And he did that small thing. 
I try to remind him. I don't always. I'm probably only about 20% at this. But I try to remind him and say thank you for keeping the lights on. It made me feel good. So here's some other simple exercises to improve your fondness and admiration in your relationship. The first one is called I appreciate. Um, list some things that you appreciate about your partner. For each item, be specific about a specific example when you recall your partner showing this positive quality. Then share this list with your partner. A second way to show fondness and admiration is to look at the history and philosophy of your relationship. Take some time to remember the positive history in your relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then share this with your partner. Recall the loving feelings and all the things that brought you together as a couple. And then remember to share this with your partner. The third thing that you might want to try to do, an exercise to improve your fondness and admiration, is to intentionally be intentional with daily thoughts and actions. So what I mean by this, for at least a month, schedule to rehearse having positive thoughts daily about your partner. Whether you share them out loud or not, have positive thoughts daily about your partner. Take notice when they do something or say something that you like or you appreciate. For at least a month, schedule to rehearse daily tasks which make you feel positively towards your partner. For example, hug your partner every time you reunite at the end of the day or as you say goodbye every day. Make them coffee or, or make them tea. Remember to tell them one thing that you love about them daily. The options are limitless. And, and you might be saying to yourself, um, you know, some of this stuff is kind of cheesy. That's okay. Cheesy works. Trust me on this. And so the third thing that I want to include on keeping on the sunny side of life with your partner and having a positive perspective is so important. <clears throat> and this really comes from John Gottman, big time. Number three, turn towards bids for emotional connection. A third way to keep your relationship in the positive perspective is to engage in what Dr. John Gottman calls turning towards your partner's bids for emotional connection. When you turn towards and you engage with your partner and you let them know you value their presence and what they have to say, here are some small ways that you can learn to turn towards them. Make eye contact with them. Smile. Wink. Respond your head with affirmation and validation. One way to practice turning towards is to make your conversations go deeper and more meaningful by asking your partner open-ended questions. Try it. Ask your partner something like, what are you excited about right now in life? And listen to their response with interest. A question I like uh, that's open-ended is to ask your partner, what could I do today to make you feel really loved and appreciated? And listen to see what they say and then try and do that. Some other ways, <coughs> excuse me, some other ways to learn to give and turn towards uh, a bid for connection 
is to always try to turn towards your partner's bid. Remember that even the smallest gesture can be major yearnings for attention. Like if your partner reaches out to hold your hand, that's a bid for a connection. If your partner, you know, moves over closer to you, that's a bid for attention. If your partner uh, passes by you in the kitchen and they give you a little touch of some sort, that's a bid for attention. Turn towards it. Greet your partner with intention in a way that shows them that you care. Um, one of my favorite things is when I come home from work or when my husband comes in, both of us try to be good about, and he's really good about it, better than I, about you know, saying hello and giving each other a hug and a kiss and, and really showing the other that we appreciate that they've come back home. When you are with your partner, put your telephone down and spend quality time with them. Whew, that one gets a lot of us in trouble. I can't tell you how many times I see people out at dinner and you know they're couples and they don't even look at each other. They're sitting and staring at their phone while they're waiting on their food. Or maybe food is over and they've run out of things to say. So they stare at their telephone. You know, it, it might be okay if you were at least reading something on the telephone together. At least you'd be doing something together. But when you're both reading the telephone and you're ignoring each other, um, that's, that's ignoring the bid to connect. And finally, pay attention to what's happening in your partner's life and follow up on it with them daily. So there you go. Those are three simple ideas on keeping on the sunny side of life with your partner. I bet you can do them. Like I said, a lot of my ideas, not all of them, uh, came from the seven principles to make marriage work. You can get it on Audible, and you can get it on Kindle, or you can buy the book through, um, you know, Amazon or something like that. I highly recommend it, uh, whether you're married or you're not married, or you know, you just want to improve your your ability to be a good friend or a good partner. I hope you have excellent mental health in your day today. I thank you for listening, and I thank each and every one of you who has taken the time to give me a positive, uh, you know, some positive feedback about my podcast. I so appreciate that. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.